Hey, sweet friend, Devani here. I'm so grateful that you're here, and I literally cannot wait to share this episode with you. So today I have Nicole Annette with me, and she is the founder of Journal Junkie, and she talks and really is just an expert, an expert on rewriting our stories and really utilizing the power of journaling to create powerful growth and healing and wholeness and wellness in your life. And before we go ahead and dive right in, I wanted to let you know two things. I am hosting a free journaling challenge towards the end of this month, right before the right before the holidays, right before Christmas. So if you are interested in increasing, improving, growing, nourishing your self-compassion, learning to be more compassionate with yourself, towards yourself, in all of those amazing ways, definitely head down, sign up for that journaling challenge. And then also, Nicole actually just launched an incredible self-paced audio course that is called Writing for Renewal. And she is going to mention it in our podcast, but the link is below. So if you're curious at all about that, if you're curious at all about journaling and writing for this sense of renewal and rest, definitely head down. I will put the link below so you can check that out and see if that would be something that would be of service to you in the coming weeks. All right, my lovely friend, let's go ahead and dig in. Hey, sweet friend, welcome to the Free and Well podcast. I'm so glad you're here. My name is Devani. I'm a therapist, a life coach, and a facilitator of powerful personal growth workshops. This show is a space for ambitious women who have huge hearts who are always giving and serving others. I take a real talk, practical approach to helping you start being authentically and freely you through mental wellness and faith. So you'll hear about topics like self-acceptance, self-compassion, intentional action-taking, and habit creation. If you're ready to start letting yourself be seen and heard and to start being authentically you, you are in the right place, my friend. My hope is that every episode, you'll walk away feeling encouraged and with practical tips you can start to implement in your life. And even though I'm a therapist, this show is for educational purposes only. Information from the show is not a substitute for mental health treatment. All right, my friend, let's dig in. Alrighty, amazing. I have Nicole here with me and I literally cannot wait to have this conversation and to share this with you beautiful people. So Nicole, tell us a little bit about you and your work and what you're working on right now. Well, first, I'm so excited to be here, Devani. We've talked a couple of times over social media and stuff and just to really be here is such a great honor and hello to your community. My name is Nicole Annette, and I am the founder of Journal Junkie, which started off as a recycled paper journaling bookmaking business. And so I've done that since 2008. And slowly through the years, I have I still have the Etsy shop, so we're still rolling in that capacity. But throughout the years, 
I have been questioned about how do I use journaling in my life to truly make a difference? And um, there was a catalyst to me shifting how I used my work in my business. I got really sick with Graves' disease. We may go into that a little bit later. And it just knocked me flat on my back. I went through depression and through the two years of that debilitating disease, I asked myself some deep questions and I began to use journaling, not just as like morning pages or conversation style, but more as a tool for healing my way back to, you know, wholeness and wellness. And so after I went through that transition, my clients and customers began to see the difference and they were like, okay, so your books have changed, my products changed, um, the way I spoke about my story changed and it just resonated. And so probably around 2015, I began to teach journaling as a tool for transformation and healing. And from then coaching was born and we've had group programs. And so it's just been a wonderful experience um, to help depleted women, especially women founders, that's dear to my heart, heart-centered women um, who feel like they have to do all the things. They're overwhelmed. They have this business. They have a life. They may have families, and they just don't know how to pause and serve themselves. And I feel like it's so imperative that we serve ourselves first so that we can sustainably and effectively serve those we love and care for. And so right now what I do is create journals. I'm a podcast host. I create content. I'm a writer. I've authored several journals and um, I'm a journaling educator. And I just want to get the word out to depleted women that, you know what, you don't have to live a life of depletion. You can live a life of well-nourishment and a renewal. And I'm going to show you how. So yeah, that's what I do. Oh my gosh. So amazing. And there's so many things I'm like, trying to quickly write down, <laughs> write down like just how, how you express what you do and the experiences that you've been through is so incredible. So the things that I'm hearing, this is just how my brain works. I like to like recap and kind of like what stood yeah. out to me. Um, so journaling for change, journaling for transformation, journaling to wholeness, wellness. Um, and then let's stop that you to research centered women who are always giving and serving others and really encouraging them to pause and serve themselves. And I love how you word it, how important that need is so that we can not just serve people, but effectively and right. sustainably serve people, right? Because if we're heart-centered women who are giving, like, yes, we want to be giving, but at the end of the day, it's like, we really do. If we ask ourselves that we really do want it to be effectively serving and sustainably serving for us and for other people. So I love right. that so, so much. That's so good. And we were just talking a little bit about what has been so big and heavy on your heart lately. So maybe if we want to just go into that a little bit, um, sure. 
Yeah. And then I know that you recently, I don't know if it already happened or if it's currently happening, but I saw there was like a self-renewal challenge mm-hmm. happening. So yeah, just tell us what's been heavy on your heart and we'll just dig into that a little bit. Yeah. So we just completed yesterday, the most amazing three-day time to renew challenge. And what mm-hmm. it was, it was hosted on Instagram. And what I did, it's my first time hosting this challenge, was... I wanted my community to find time in their schedule because one of the biggest um, deterrents to a self-care practice or a self-renewal practice, I just really don't care for the word self-care right now, (laughs) but, you know, self-renewal practice, um, we often say we don't have the time and I am a huge believer and we have time for what we want to do. And so my challenge to them this past week was let's look at your schedule, see what's on your plate, see what is on your plate that's depleting you, what's on your plate that's um, nurturing and nourishing you and see where you can impart spaces of time for yourself on a daily basis. And the core message was renewal takes five minutes. Like you don't have to have 15 minutes. We think on these huge scales of time. And it's not about the quantity of time. It's about the quality of time that it takes to just renew yourself and give yourself what you need in that moment. And so that's what we were talking about this year. I mean, this weekend, that's just been so amazing. So many, so much wonderful input from the community, how life-changing this was, and from Japan to Germany to other places around the world, women were so impacted. And so I was so thrilled to host this challenge. And I'm actually going to open up a course called Writing for Renewal. And that is going to be open for enrollment December 1st. And so this will just be the next step. Now we have the time. Let's take this 15 minutes of our time and let's just move into a deeper um, experience on how to dismantle our stories of overwhelm and depletion and burnout in our lives so that we can live well-nourished. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Are those still available on your Instagram page if people go and find you? They definitely are. Amazing. Okay. So I'd highly encourage you guys. I'm going to put the link below to her Instagram and just go and find that and watch those and definitely check out. We'll make sure we put the link. If you have the link for um, that amazing course that will be in December and like what a prime time, like what an incredible time of year to be able to take the space and to really tune in and see what is working, what is not working and really focusing on renewing yourself. Cause I feel like this season and I'm already feeling this, my, so my birthday is next week, Thanksgiving is next week. And then it's my sister's birthday and then it's Christmas and it's right. Like all the things start Mm -hmm. to happen. And so like, I'm already sensing that And I'm a very intentional person about not overloading my schedule. And I'm already starting to see like, okay, there's a lot happening. How can I be intentional about this? Um, And so I love that you're, that you're going to be guiding people through that. And I love what you said too, just about like, maybe if you want to share more on this idea of like, what do you mean when you say stories of overwhelm? What does that mean to you when you say that? 
my favorite topics. <laughs> so I believe that our life is shaped by three primary stories. Mm-hmm. And it begins with our heritage stories, our present stories, and our future stories. And our heritage stories are the stories we give the most power to that we give the most power to. But they really don't have any power over our lives. These are stories from our upbringing, from our parents, from our societal um, nurturing, you know, stories that we have taken on ourselves that usually belong to other people. And so we find, uh, we learn about toxic productivity as children. We watch our parents hustle and grind. I know my mom had a business, my aunt had a business. All of my family had their own business. My dad had a business. Everyone was hustling around the clock. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so that is all of us just about out of my five siblings, three and a half of us are entrepreneurs. And so we just learned to work, work, work. My husband's learned to work, work, work. And, you know, you learn these stories about rest and what it means to rest. And you may hear that rest is being lazy or rest is um, wasting time and money. You don't Mm. put in the time, you can't grind, you don't get the dive, you know, all of these things that we hear. And so we carry those with us and we think that we're still having to live out these narratives that we've learned. And so when you're looking at your story, I ask my clients and students in our courses and our time together, where did you first associate your identity and your worth? with busyness you know when did you realize that you were worth more when you produced more you know so those stories and having to redefine what those mean now in this season you know and then how to dismantle those stories and rewrite those stories so that so they can better serve us moving forward so that's what i mean you know we're just all of our life is nothing but an outpouring of story we're living story and stories can change and i don't think that we really realize that we have the power to change those stories at any time mm, that's so incredible yeah and i love that question of when when did you realize that that was happening right yeah. and i and it can be so young it's mm-hmm. like that can be literally childhood with like expectations on your grades or expectations on how many extracurriculars you're in. And you're just expected to do all the things and to do all the things well, or maybe there's no grace for failure or for, you know, yeah, that can happen so young. That's such a good point. Um, yeah, just so powerful. And I love that idea too, of like, we're so capable of rewriting Mm -hmm. and writing new stories. Right. And tell me like, when you mentioned renewal earlier, tell me when you say that we can have this like simple renewal practice, right? That only has to take a couple minutes, um, either maybe through an example or like, what do you mean when you say that? Cause I, I can see some of the women who are listening who are like, oh my gosh, five minutes would not be <laughs> right. Like five minutes isn't enough time or right. so maybe share a little bit about what you mean by that or what that could look like. Well, I'll talk about what we talked about in the challenge. Yeah. What I did for them was break down. If you have five minutes, what are some renewal practices you can do in five minutes? If you have 15 minutes, what could that look like Mm. for you? If you have 30 minutes or an hour. So I'll share a couple of those here. So the easiest thing, Devaney, we can all do 
is breathe, right? We overlook our breath and just connecting to our breath is so grounding, so centering, and mm-hmm. it's the easiest thing that we can do in any moment and it's free. Yeah. And so what I like to do is just simply stop and notice how you feel. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, just stop. Maybe put your hand over your heart or cup your face or rub your chest or mm-hmm. put your hand over your belly, whatever you can do it. And that, um, that'd that be self-supportive to you. Just try that, but just sit still and breathe. Mm-hmm. And if you breathe deeply for five minutes, that's like life-changing. That can change the whole entire trajectory of your day, right? Yeah. And so that's something that I do often is just deep breathe in and out. You don't have to have like four in and four, just breathe, just start there. Okay, that's really simple. Um, Something else you can do if you have like five minutes, if you can just go outside, just walk outside and engage your five senses. What do I see right now? What do I hear right now? Mm -hmm. What do I feel? What can I taste, you know? And just be mindful in that situation. I know you're a praying woman. So if you have five minutes, get to praying. Pray, meditate, just get silent. The biggest thing is silence your thoughts. We are so overwhelmed because we're thinking 60,000 thoughts per day plus Mm -hmm. for some of us. And just the act of silencing the noise in our head is so renewing. And that doesn't take long. So it may for it's a practice for some, but it doesn't take that long. If you got about 15 minutes, um, what I like to do in 15 minutes is go for a brisk, a brisk walk. If you're somewhere where you can just go in nature, just walking, just sitting, a cup of tea, enjoying the tea, getting your journal out and just writing a gratitude list. These are some of the quick things that we can do. If you have a 30 minute or an hour, definitely, you know, get on the boat or something like really just enjoy life. But most of us just have that five minutes or just that 15 minute window. And so there's a lot we can pack in as far as renewal. Renewal is defined, the way I define it is just being able to nourish yourself and giving yourself what you need in the moment. Mm -hmm. And it starts with the pause because many times we go, 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 and we don't take time to pause and notice and nourish. That's kind of my three-step um, trifecta that I use in the business, just pause, notice, and then nourish. And so mm-hmm. you're pausing, taking a moment to disrupt the flow of busyness, and then noticing what am I feeling? What am I thinking? What is my body telling me that I need right now? And then nourishing yourself and giving yourself what you're mm-hmm. asking for and supporting your own self. So, so good. And I think even part of this, um, just something to add to that is this idea of like, don't pick up your phone, right? Give yourself that five minutes of not consuming anything, like not consuming, not scrolling, just sitting. I love how simple that, that three-step process is. Like, I love how simple you make that sound, right? It's like pause, notice what you're feeling, notice what you're needing, and then nourish yourself. And that could be just five minutes. I think that's so, so powerful. Um, Why do you feel like, and we talked a little bit about this earlier, but why do you feel like it's so important 
that we really prioritize this rest and this renewal. Like, why is it so important that we're taking the time maybe to rewrite our stories around what it means to rest or around what it means to not be overwhelmed? Like, why does this feel so important? Especially if we have women who are serving a lot or who are creative or who have businesses, right? Yes, that's a great question. I really feel that we, especially as women, are the leaders in our communities and we're the foundation and the backbone of the communities. And there are so many women who are who haven't taken time to heal. We've heard a lot about mama help, mommy um hurt, mother hurt, mm. and all of those things. And it's because we haven't, as women, taken time for ourselves, you know, just societal stories from years and years the woman is the one that's productive that's doing all the things in the home or for the children and now she's just doing all the things and it was looked on as negative if she rested you know we are evaluated based on the amount of work that we do in and out the workplace out of the workplace and so it just is that when we don't take time to heal, when we don't take time to become aware of our needs, then we aren't able again to effectively do what we have to do in our community, whether that's serving or caring or or loving, because that, that unhealing is going to radiate and come out in the work that we're doing, if that makes sense. And so when we aren't aware of our emotions and we aren't able to sit in that space and give ourselves what we need, the byproduct of that that is how we lash out and how we share that with those we love, care for, and serve. And so what I'm saying is that awareness that time for rest, that renewal is so important because it it goes, it touches a lot of people, but it starts right here in our hearts and in our minds, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's a whole lot of words right there. But yeah, it's just, the one word is just escaping me. But when we don't take that time for ourselves, others feel it. Mm-hmm. And it impacts the lives of other people. And I think that the life, the impact we want to leave is a positive impact, but sometimes it becomes negative because we aren't aware of the stuff that is going on in our own minds and in our own hearts because we haven't taken time to rest. It reminds me of that idea of, you know, healing starts within us right? And that change starts within us. But at the same time, as we're doing that, it's like, we are, we are absolutely helping heal the collective as a whole, right? Right. Because as you're, as our impact, as we're healing, as we're growing, how we interact with other people, how you show up in the world directly impacts other people. And I think about even, um, even when I think about like my journey of So like a couple of the big, the big things that I talk about are like self-compassion and self-acceptance. And so I remember there, there were experiences that I've had 
and even still today where I'm like, have moments of being so inspired by other women who are just being so boldly who they are. Right. And then that pours into my heart and like fires me up. And then, so it's like just that, that kind of trick, not trick. I don't think it's not a term, the trickle effect. I'm making my own term, Mm -hmm. but, but that idea. Yeah. Yeah. The ripple effect. That's what I was looking for. There we go. There we go. That's the right term. See, we're helping each other. See, thank you. Yeah. 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 That's so good. So what do you feel like would be maybe a few ways for women to either utilize journaling or even just in general, if we have people who are wanting to lean into this rest, lean into rewriting these stories of overwhelm or of never having enough time or right. Just that feeling of burnout fatigue. Um, what do you feel like a couple of great first steps for them? Well, I would definitely say, um, don't ignore what's going on. So be honest with yourself because we already know who, who we are inside. Like it, good, bad, or ugly, that's who we are. We're stuck with that person. So stop ignoring that person and learn to be comfortable with being vulnerable with yourself. Mm. Because if you don't start there, you won't go anywhere. You'll continue to be stuck in your story. But when you acknowledge the story and you're able to get to the point where you can accept your story, it is what it is, okay? Nothing's going to change until we change it. But if we're hiding from ourselves, then we're not going to change our stories. And so I believe that being aware and accepting of where we are and then becoming intentional about who we want to become and where we want to go in our lives. And so just what this may look like as a journaling prompt is, you know, what is my story right now in relation to overwhelm? Or Mm -hmm. why am I feeling overwhelmed? You know, why do I feel like I need to do all of these things right now? Just, Just asking yourself questions and curiosity and not judgment about what shows up. And then moving from there, you know, how do I want to feel? What do I want to do? If this is on my plate, do I really want to do this? Do I feel obligated to do these things? Why do I feel obligated to do these things? Um, And then making a plan, I call it purposeful action, you know, with your intention. You know, if you don't want to be overwhelmed, what, what is one thing I can do right now? to cut through the overwhelm or what is one step I can take, not a million steps. What's the next best step for me that I can take to nourish myself or support myself right now in this moment? And then I would reflect on that step. Did that help? Did it not help? If that step did not serve me me in any kind of way, okay, what is the next best thing I can do? And so I think just breaking things down into small bite-sized pieces, that's what I'm learning to do in my life. And it's helping a lot of my students and clients not look at the huge big picture because sometimes the big picture is overwhelming, but just look at what's in front of you and just do the next best thing and just writing about what the next best thing looks like for you. I think that can be a very powerful and very impactful practice. Yeah, that's so good. And I imagine even if someone just took that one little nugget from today's episode of in the morning, 
writing down like what is one next step that I can take towards whatever it is that your goal or intention or, you know, whatever it is, um, that could be so, so powerful. And I think you're so right. And it's so easy to get overwhelmed, especially with the type of woman that we're talking about. And that I think has been our experience is it's so easy when we have so many goals, so many things we want to do to let it be, you know, really complicated or overwhelming. And so that's so powerful to just say, what is the next best step Um, And I'm hearing from you saying too, just building that awareness. And that's something I think is so foundational to any positive growth that we're trying to create in our lives. And so I love that you said that it's just, we first need to know where we're at, where we're at, what, what are the thoughts that are coming up a lot for me? What are the stories that are replaying in my head all the time? Like we need to know those things and be aware of them before we can change them or shift them or rewrite them. Yeah. We, we talk a lot about the inner critic and our inner critic goes on and on and on. But the truth is we can have those conversations with our inner critic. But instead of listening to her, I like to name her, um, start asking questions, asking her questions. And like you just said, why am I feeling this way? Why do I feel like I'm having imposter syndrome? Why do I feel unworthy? You know, why do I feel obligated? Why do I feel like whatever, you know, don't just listen to the inner critic, but challenge the inner critic. Okay. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel this, but why do I feel this? So why yeah. did you just say that? And then write it down. And just that open dialogue, I think self-love and self-care all begins with self-communication. And so in a relationship, you're not going to start a relationship and just like get married or whatever in like two days. You're going to learn about this person. You're going to have that communication open. You're going to um, learn the good, the bad, and the ugly. And it's the same with us. We don't take that time to communicate with ourselves and to build that trust with ourselves. And then a mm-hmm. byproduct of that trust is self-love. And so when we are women who don't love ourselves, again, that comes out, that carries over into our work. And our clients see that and our students see that and our children see that and the community as a whole will eventually see the results of that. And so that's why I'm really a huge stickler on being aware, knowing yourself and trusting yourself enough to sit with whatever comes. Because if you can sit with yourself in every situation, Devaney, you have the power and no one else could, could do nothing for you or to yeah. you because you already know your stories. You know your worst, you know your past and mm-hmm. you're okay with that. And so what can anyone else say to me to make me feel bad or less worthy? Nothing, because mm-hmm. I am an open book to myself. And that is where journaling is so powerful in my life. That is so powerful to think about that one of the greatest reasons why people's opinions or people's thoughts or different things like that can be so negatively impactful on us is that we are unsure if what they're saying is valid. Right. But like you're saying, like, if we know ourselves to that level of like, this has been my experience, this is who I am. This is like, if you have that self-knowledge and that self-awareness 
And I love what you're saying about Mm self-communication and the idea too of, of saying her instead of the critic, right? Like, like almost making your inner critic a person, right? Yeah. And then we can dialogue with her. And I think you're so, like, I just, so good. So good. Just this idea of um, instead of just like listening, instead of just, oh, well, this is my inner critic and this is the way that it has to be forever. Like, no, mm-hmm. have a dialogue with her, right? Listen, be curious. And then right. at some point, if you want to as well, you can console her and encourage her. And that's a lot of work that I've done with as well, you know, in my own journey. And then also with people that I work with is like, like, how can we move forward with that? Like, what does she need to hear? What would you encourage her with? Um, can be so, so powerful. And I love that idea. Cause it's like, once we create within ourselves, more compassion, more curiosity, Mm -hmm. like you're talking about more awareness, it's just so much more pleasant than like, I can remember back, you know, over just years and years ago throughout this journey that I've been on. Um, yeah. And just like how much turmoil there can be sometimes when we have that inner critic and then we don't know how to handle it. And then also, I think another big piece is that we either have a thought or we experience that criticism and we feel like, oh, well, since it popped into my mind, it must be true. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Versus what you're saying, which is like, let's start being aware and in a very compassionate way, being aware of the dialogue, being aware of the stories that are coming up and how can we possibly rewrite these to create or become the woman that you're feeling called to be, or to create what you're feeling called to create in your life. Yeah. And I love what you say about true, because that's another big um, prompt that I use is write down all your thoughts. Is this true? And just simply ask yourself, is this true? Because we think our stories are true, but our stories are only a manifestation of our thoughts and the meaning we put on our stories. And so it, it's not reality, it's just our story. And so when we get to that point where we understand that every line and thing and thought in our head is not the truth, then it becomes malleable and something that we can shift and reframe. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, that's so good. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think that's such a good point. And I, yeah, just such an important and liberating experience. Right. And then along with that inner dialogue that you're talking about, like I'll have moments now where I'll have thoughts and I'll be like, Oh my gosh, what a cuckoo thought, like what a cuckoo (laughs) thing, right? Like brain you're wild sometimes, you know, but just like, like acknowledge it. Like, Whoa, my brain sometimes. Right it doesn't have to feel like, oh my gosh, is it true? Let me analyze it. Let me, it must Mm -hmm. be true. But just like, wow, brain, like sometimes you are a little wild and the things that you come up with and we get to choose, Mm -hmm. we get to choose how we respond to these things. If we want to ask, is this true? Is this helpful? Or, you know, have a dialogue with it. But those are some amazing, amazing tools to get started with. Thank you for sharing those. Sure. 
Okay. Amazing. If you have maybe one last final word of encouragement, or if you say that we have these, you know, this amazing woman here who's feeling really tired and burnt out and really wants to start implementing what we've talked about, or she just needs some encouragement, what would be a little word of encouragement for her before we close out? I love that. So I'm going to read something. One of my favorite things I've read like this week. Oh my goodness. And it's by um, Jeff Foster wrote a book called The Way of Rest, Finding the Courage to Hold Everything in Love. And mm-hmm. I just love the title. Just so amazing. And so this is what he says. And this is what I would say to that woman who wants to do all the things, but she's tired, exhausted, depleted, overwhelmed, and burned out and just seeking another way. And seeking permission Mm. to rest. We have to grant each other permission to rest. All right. Oh, sweet little boy, beloved little girl, you are so overwhelmed by life sometimes, I know, by the enormity of it all, by the vastness of the possibilities, by the myriad of perspectives available to you. You feel so pressed down sometimes by all the unresolved questions, by all the information you are supposed to process and hold and receive by the urgency of things. You are overwhelmed by powerful emotions, trying to make it all work out somehow, trying to get everything done on time, trying to resolve things so fast, even trying not to try at all. We are exhausted, sweet one. You are exhausted from all of the trying and the not trying, and you are struggling to trust life again. It's all too much for the poor organism, isn't it? You are exhausted. You long to rest. And that is not a failing of yours, not a horrible mistake, but something wonderful to embrace. That's so good. So good. I felt that in my body as you were reading that. Like I felt that pouring into my cup and into my heart. Beautiful. Okay. Thank you so much. And then friend, whoever is listening, I would encourage you to just take a slow, deep breath, hit that rewind 30, you know, the 30 second rewind, listen to it again. If you need to take some deep breaths, place your hand on your heart while you're listening. Nicole just read that so beautifully in this like most amazing, calm, warm, loving (laughs) tone. So enjoy it, breathe, enjoy it again. Um, thank you so much for being here, Nicole. I so, so appreciate all the wisdom that you shared with us today. And thank you, Devin. It's been an honor. Thank you. Hey, sweet friend. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to me if you head it down and hit that share button. Send this to a friend who you know would love this episode. And if you haven't already left a rating or a review, if you could head down and take just a minute to do that, it would mean so much to me. Not only does it fill up my cup to know what you are loving about the show and to see how it's serving you, but it also allows me to see what specific topics you're enjoying so that I can create more episodes that you are going to love. And leaving a rating and review also helps us reach more women. 
So if you head down, it'll take you just a minute and I would appreciate it so, so much. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here, for being a part of this community. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I will talk to you soon.